Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hello! Oh my god, you didn't kill yourself And for that, give yourself a pat on the goddamn back Happy holidays or whatever the fuck day it is. I don't know where I is. I'm in my apartment. I do. It's just we all going crazy. It's okay. Ugh, life's weird. Welcome to the voices in our heads. I'm your trusty host, Christina Hutchinson, and I'm here. And um, I didn't kill myself either. So good for me. Oh man. Um, some announcements I would like to make at the top of the show. Get that out of the way. Um. If you're not listening to Guys We Fucked, which is my podcast with Corinne Fisher, um, listen to it. It's on the Here Luminary app. Here Luminary is the handle, their Instagram handle. That's not the website. It's luminary.link slash GWF if you're interested in a free trial. Um, Corinne and I are releasing two episodes a week until July because quarantine fucking sucks and like we have time. So we're going to give you extra content. Um, That's cool. I'm on a diet. I'll talk about that later. I won't let you forget. Oh my God. So listen to that. Subscribe. Um, and rate and review this podcast that you're listening to right now on iTunes podcast. That's where you do it. If you have the an Apple phone, go to the iTunes podcast app or Apple, whatever the app is. Could I have looked it up before I said this? Yeah, but I didn't. I have time, but every moment is precious. And sometimes I need to use those moments for staring at the goddamn wall because your girl's going a little nuts. Okay. Something's in the water and it's Corona. And also chaos um also i am executive producer in a documentary called funny pains that comes out may 26 uh documentary crew has been following around my dear friend and stand-up comedian wendy starling and they um they created this documentary and i'm very proud of it i'm happy to be a part of it um it follows wendy around it tells her beautiful story of all of the the trauma she's been through, the experiences in mental hospitals and her experience in comedy. And it just, it's a beautiful documentary that is a love letter, not only to Wendy Starling, because she's an incredible woman that everyone should know, um, but also to the comedy scene and what comedy can do for people who are experiencing pain. Um, one of the things I did in the doc was I hosted round tables with some of the best comedians on the planet including, I'm probably just going to name them all, Nikki Glaser, Yamanika Saunders, Andrew Schultz, Bonnie McFarlane, Rich Voss, Mayron Kagani, Jim Norton, Wendy Starling, she's in it, and I, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. But I probably am. It's all right. It's quarantine brain. We've forgiven. Also, my website's ChristinaHutchinson.com, K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A, and if you go there, you can watch my short film, Dwell. I'm trying to get it in i'm trying to get press on this like getting get it written up in film blogs because that's a good thing and i don't know if anybody listening to this is um a, a pr person um but if you are and you're available for hire but you specifically i need you to get me on short like film things i need just want people talking about the film i'm looking to hire a publicist um to do that so the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com is my email you can email me anything but if you're that Put that in the subject line. Put PR or whatever. So I go, I'm going to read that. I'm going to read all of them. But like, I'm not going to read. I'm going to read that one first. Sorry, I'm selfish. Okay. You know what? Let's start out with some fuckboy theater. (laughs) 
Oh, this is a long one, guys, and it's juicy. This is between a girl. She kept she kept sending me these screenshots. She sent me like six of them, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is this is a this is perfect fuckboy theater content. And then she sent me more because he kept messaging her. So towards the end, I'll read those timestamps, and you'll know why. Because wow, people have time, and also no sense of self awareness. It's a problem. Okay, this fuckboy's name is Jake. And that's his actual name. So fuck you. I'm on a diet. I only eat lettuce. No bread in my house. Okay, more on that later. <sighs> All right, ready? Fuck boy theater. Here we go. Take a deep breath, guys. You're going to need it. You are so unbelievably cute. How do you not have a boyfriend? LOL. They all say that. And then it doesn't work. In part, it might boil down to my unintentional attraction to emotionally unavailable. I'm assuming she's men trying to break that habit ah well if you didn't have something to work towards life would be boring i am always working on something it gets exhausting honestly you're telling me girl i don't often give myself a break or cut myself slack oh girl well i'm glad you listen to this podcast because you deserve a break poor thing if only there was some way we could take your stress levels and your mind off of it for a little while lol i don't need pity but Thanks. My pity was definitely sarcastic, but my insinuating notion of distraction was not. What are your favorite distractions then? LOL. Usually riding my motorcycle, but right now not presently an option. With the pandemic, options are definitely tighter than usual. But there's always one thing that holds the test of time that seems to work regardless of what's happening. You're being awfully vague. Am I? Smug emoji. Smiley face emoji. I've already masturbated today, if that's what you're hinting at. <laughs> I'm sure we can make your solo event shrink into non-existence rather quickly. What the fuck does that even mean? What makes you think that? Call it personal experience with verifiably accurate data collection. I know what I like. I've been going at it for two decades and counting. Hey, same. So, what's your verification process? Uh, open up a can of worms, girl. Meaning? For ensuring your data is accurate. Well, they usually keep coming back for more, and I've yet to hear a single negative review. That's not data. I would wager a significant certainty that my abilities are unlike any you've experienced. And yes, guys talk themselves up all the time, but I don't mean sex. My oral game is otherworldly. I also have rules which ensure the certainty of satisfaction. Rules? Indeed. Do you think you're Christian Grey? Ha 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 ha. Not that extensive. I'll wait for you to elaborate. Most significantly, my major rule is that you orgasm prior to any sex occurring. So many guys seem to think a blowjob is sufficient enough to warrant initiating sex and then finish five minutes after leaving, you obviously completely satisfied. I think it means unsatisfied. What if penetration gets me off? Oh, that's always a possibility. But everyone needs to be warmed up properly first. And I've yet to meet a girl I can't make come from my mouth and fingers. Also, I'd like to point out, cunnilingus is sex. 
Agreed. I was simply implying penetration. So you have established basic table manners. How does this set you above others? My abilities stem from 25 years of trumpet playing, a wonderful instrument that really focuses the lips, tongue, and three fingers of the right hand. And then she doesn't respond. So the next day he says, such trains the three in harmony that few men are ever able to achieve. And then a couple minutes later, he says, also, my focus revolves around providing pleasure rather than receiving. So that coupled with my abilities tends to result in total satisfaction. I want to be so sure of that. Again, terrible manners. What's your favorite song to play on the trumpet? That's a great question. To this day, there is this son- sonata I had for my all-state audition senior year. That is pretty tricky, and it still gives me trouble in some places. Given that I've yet to master it, I'd say that's my favorite. Do you lose interest once you've met your conquest? Are we still talking about songs here? You tell me. With a human, I only increase my interest because there are such dynamic components that I only get more attracted The songs, you could say, I feel as though once I've mastered it, it's time to find a new challenge to keep pushing the ability levels. What about you? Do I seem interested in conquest to you? I don't know. You haven't masturbated already today. Sounded like you conquered that obstacle for the day. So maybe. Nah, it wasn't an obstacle. I was feeling myself. Well... If you feel like having someone else feel you, I'd certainly like to volunteer for that position. What I want to know is, how are you still single when you're overflowing with such manly pleasure delivery? (laughs) Last September, I got out of a two-year relationship, met someone in December. We dated until the end of March, but she lived in New York, just north of New York City, and when COVID hit, she moved to Kentucky to live with her dad. So... So you're out here chasing pussy till she moves back? Nope. She and I are done maintaining that relationship from this distance. Wasn't easy and she didn't have a car or a job. And it was on me entirely to finance and facilitate us spending time together. Economically not feasible. Was hopeful it would change. But now it definitely will not. LOL. So she was using you for your trumpet playing abilities? Now that you mention it, gotta have more, gotta have a more keen eye on that, Jake. Nah, I mean, we liked each other, but it was one of those wrong time, wrong place in life kind of things. Can't win them all. Are you afraid of being, quote, conquered and forgotten, or are you the type to use me for my trumpet abilities? Not that I'd be all that overly upset about the latter what makes you think i'm afraid of anything so many ways to approach this question and none of them as playful as i'm looking for (laughs) as an adrenaline junkie i love the fearless attitude but i know better than to believe anyone with a brain such as the one you've demonstrated has no fears i suppose i never asked does penetration get you off Emoji that looks like it's wondering something. 
Something you'd rather answer in person, I see. Oh, he texted that the next day. And then the next day he says, I want to meet up this week. What day are you free? And then later that night he says, doing anything special today? And then the next day he says, too bad you lost interest. And then the next day he says, could have been fun. And then the next day he says, well, since the moment of opportunity has clearly passed, I hope you know I want to lick and fuck every inch of you as many times as would be humanly possible and make you scream and orgasm hundreds, if not thousands of times. <laughs> oh, buddy. That ain't okay. But it was nice talking with you. And then the next day he says, I bet your pussy is heaven and delicious. And then the next day he says, we should find out. And then the next day he says, finding emotionally unavailable guys. Sick burn, Jake. And then a couple minutes later he says, oh, I forgot to ask. Are you 100% straight? <sighs> I mean, you know. I gotta say, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm on a diet, but that's not what I was gonna say. Uh, if somebody, look, if I'm, if I like a guy and we're flirting over an app, first of all, a miracle's happened. Second of all, if we're talking, we're talking, and then he just stops talking to me, I go, all right, he don't like me or he found somebody else. Or maybe his mom died. Or maybe he got into a car accident. You know what I mean? You just don't make assumptions, okay? Holler to my boy, Domingo Ruiz. Just don't, like, I just, I've never had, I personally have, and it's a gift. It never pisses me off when someone doesn't get back to me. Even if, I don't know if I've ever been ghosted. Have I been ghosted? I guess maybe, but it wasn't really that significant. But even if I did, I'd be like, I mean, something happened to him or he don't like me anymore. Maybe he doesn't want to say it. You don't owe me shit. But guy, these fuck boys... I'm not saying they're terrible people, because they ain't. But women don't owe you things, dude. A response, not owed to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, guy, certain there's a certain kind of guy that just keeps going. And I'm like, man, if you put ener that amount of energy into building a house, and just every day you just put one brick up, you did one thing every day, you know, in a couple years you have a fucking home, Instead of 27 girls who aren't getting back to you? All I'm saying, guys, is women have learned to redirect their energy into other things like crocheting and shit. Maybe you should get on board. Let's read some bios, too. Because they be killing them. Okay, this one. <laughs> this is my favorite type of attitude. This is a guy's Tinder bio, okay? It's his bio. I'm on a diet. And this is his bio. It's the first thing he wants you to know about him, okay? This is what it says verbatim. Not making any of this shit up. Because of the foul treatment I get on here, I'm basically looking for nothing. And I'm not going to try very hard either. Even if you're a solid eight or higher. I don't... Didn't, I didn't put this much effort into becoming who I am to be belittled by some fucking bitch who thinks I'm just a fuckboy because she's been fucking all the fuckboys and they didn't work out. I won't be your second choice. I'm fucking awesome. If you think an online 
facade can show that, then you've brought into the stupidity of this generation. I repeat, then you've brought into the stupidity of this generation. Okay. Okay. Boy, you stupid. Okay. That's what that is. Here's a guy's Bumble profile. Now, the girl showed me his photo. I got to say, I'm sliding off my chair. It's a leather couch. And I'm not wearing pants. Uh, And he looks like a babe. You could have told me he's an EMT or a firefighter or a man in uniform. I don't know what the fuck he's wearing. Or maybe he just likes Boy Scout type of shirts that are blue. But he looking good. But this is his profile. This is his Bumble profile, okay? (laughs) It's just, they're words and phrases just stacked onto each other, okay? These are the words and phrases. Single. Oh, goody. Kidless. No social media. Viral. Masculine. Bold. Chill confidence. Intellectual. Nocturnal. Moon emoji. Clairsentient underscore empath that's a big word my friend animals trust me (laughs) voracious appetite warped humor unconventional and again each of these lines is a separate line so he pressed enter after each of these when i said when i pause that means he pressed enter and wrote another thing verbal communication anti-stigma explicit taboo fire emoji topics casual Emoji with the arrow pointing to the right. Serious. Open. Judgment-free zone. No small talk slash chit-chat. And then it'll say, we'll get along if dot, dot, dot. And uh, this is the list he says for we'll get along if. Age, just a number. That's rapey. Average slash thin slash fit. Anti-hype. Not coy slash uptight. Skirt slash heels. Hygienic. Erotic slash kinky. Candid slash direct. Expressive. Communicative. Individualist. Exiting. Cat emoji. Kiss emoji with an apostrophe and an S. Exiting. That's why he said exiting. And scene. Wow. Oh boy. It's okay. It's what it is. It's what it is. Be nice to a woman today, everybody. Okay? Just be nice to a woman today. Let's do a palate cleanser. I I one of my home clubs in New York City is New York Comedy Club. And their website is newyorkcomedyclub.com. And they are having live shows um, on Zoom. And I did one the other night. And I got to say, this fucking quarantine has made me feel all the things, as I'm sure you are feeling them as well. Feel your feelings, boo. Let them flow. Let them out. Nurture them. What? And I did a show. And and there was a host. And there was a segment. Like, they had a couple questions for us. We weren't doing stand-up on a Zoom. Because that's just not going to fucking work. All right? But the host, H. Foley, who hosts at New York Comedy Club, uh, he was up and then he was asking us the questions that we were gave, you know, we, we got a little bit of a heads up beforehand. 
And then they have the staff there, the waiters and the waitresses, the servers. There was one girl, she was home with her daughter and she, she, we, they cut to her and she taught you how to make a really good martini. And it was so like, it just, it warmed my heart and it felt, I've done a lot of Zoom shows since this quarantine, but the New York Comedy Club Zoom show like made me feel a little normal again. And that, for that, for it to do that, that many was really good, very engaging and really fun. And the cool thing is with the Zoom thing, um, you can enjoy a show at New York Comedy Club from the comfort of your own home and you don't have to be in New York City. And I got to say, I, it was such a good show. I Like, I haven't... When I do stand-up, I do it multiple times a night and, you know, some shows are good and some shows are bad and it's not really that consistent. Well, it is consistent. Like, I haven't, I haven't like, bombed really bad in a while. But um, that was just... The feeling that you've had a good night of shows is such a great feeling. And after that Zoom show, I was like, oh, that was such a good show. And so this is another way to keep supporting live comedy. If you go to newyorkcomedyclub.com, you can buy a ticket to be in the Zoom for these shows. I highly recommend it. Um, one of the prompts they wanted the comics to answer at some point during this was our favorite street joke. And I was reminded of my favorite street joke. I looked it up because it's a little it's it's a little lengthier than a one-liner. But I want to read it to you because it's one of my favorite jokes. I tried to search for where who wrote this it was either someone Scottish or Irish because of the names in it, but like it, it's such a, it's a perfect joke. There's all types of different joke structures that comedians do. And this one is just, it's just so beautiful. Ready? Okay. One second. Let me like collect myself because I'm on a diet. So I need like extra time. Okay. So a man walks into a bar and he sits down. He starts a conversation with an old guy next to him. The old guy has obviously had a few. And he says to the man, you see that dock over there? Built it myself, handcrafted each piece, and it's the best dock in town. But do they call me McGregor the dock builder? No. And you see that bridge over there? I built that. Took me two months through rain, sleet, and scorching weather. But do they call me McGregor the bridge builder? No. And, and do you see that pier over there? Do you see it? I built that. Best pier in the county. Do they call me McGregor the pier, pier builder? No. The old guy looks around and he makes sure that nobody else is listening and he leans into the man and he says, but you fuck one sheep. It's so good. I didn't write that joke. It's so good. It's just a beautiful joke. I love the redirect. I love when you the audience you you have the audience thinking you're going one direction, and then that last line is totally a 180. Ah, it's beautiful. The power of the word. Be impeccable with it. Hey, something else that I would like to recommend if you have Instagram, um, that is so fun. It's just something to get your mind off of shit. Um, Jeff Ross, who is the roast master, he's a stand-up comedian. Love this guy. He's a dear friend, and he's just a great guy. He is the king of roasting. He is so good at roasting. He does all the Comedy Central roasts. He's one of the quickest minds I have ever witnessed. Him and David Tell, they were going on tour when we had live events um, with their show called Bumping Mics, and they basically just roasted the audience and freestyled, and it's amazing. It's an amazing show. But Jeff Ross's Twitter or um, Instagram handle is at the real Jeffrey J-E-F-F-R-E-Y Ross and he does Insta roasts um, I think he does them on the weekends and he announces them and they're so I watch them sometimes and they're so fucking funny like he'll he'll 
if you request to be in his live video, he'll take you and then he'll just roast you. And it's just roasting is the most cathartic form of comedy for me. And, and laughing at the dark shit is just like it, it, it hits up. It hits like the deepest part of my soul in a really beautiful way. Like it, it, it jerks off the deepest part of my soul. And I come everywhere. And it's a mess. But I'm on a diet. So in the guy. I'm wearing that later. Um, I love roasts. And there's something about it where, you know, when the, the people requesting to join him on his Instagram live, they know what they're in for. They know they're going to get roasted. And Jeff is, oh, my God. He holds nothing back. But it's not. There's this beautiful balance to a roast joke that I still don't understand. Um or have yet to really consistently capture where they they say a lot you roast the ones you love you have to come at it with love because if you really actually hate the person you're roasting it's just going to be you being a cunt for 10 minutes and it's going to be uncomfortable and people are going to be like uh are you guys gonna fight like it's just weird so but that's a fine line that you got a toy with the roasting um but yeah follow at the real jeffrey ross and tune into his live instagram roast they're so funny this guy is the the pro of the world of roasting um and it's free it's something you could do and you're supporting live comedy kind of oh my god you guys you guys i figured out a new way to shave my legs while laying down do you want to know what it is? You smoke a joint if you want to. And then you draw a bath and you like light a candle. And then you get your shaving cream. But you can lay down in your bathtub. You got to put the shaving cream on your leg first. If you lay down in your bathtub and put your leg up, you just fucking lay there and shave your legs. And I was discovering this and I was like, oh, am I Einstein? Probably. I really thought that. I was very proud of myself. Of quote, discovering something that a lot of women probably already been doing, but I've never done it before. And I was like, look at everything we can explore with our bodies. Shave your legs, laying down in a warm bath, I'm on a diet and box. Now I'm on a diet. I've never really done a diet before. And something that's been happening uh, with this quarantine is I gain weight, I gain a little weight and uh, which, you know, whatever. The cool thing about gaining weight, unless you have a, a severe medical condition, uh, is you can lose it. You just got to work hard. Is it all fun, all thrills all the time? Hell no. Your farts smell worse. Your poops are rancid. And you're so hungry all the time. And all you do is bitch about it. But that's just me. Um, but my trainer, Talia, um, you, can, you should follow her too on Instagram. It's at Talia, T-A-L-I-A, training. I'm going to put all these things on the resource section on my website okay because i'm on top of it and if you're listening to this like the second it comes out give me an hour to do it okay if it's not up it will be i promise you it'll at least be up by the um midday wednesday okay promise i promise i pinky promise i pinky promise don't worry i'm not eating that much so i have more time actually our associate producer emily does it thanks emily um but at Talia Training, T-A-L-I-A, she's doing this four-week challenge. And I've been, she's been my personal trainer for four years. And she's totally changed the shape of my body for the better. I did, you know, I think being in good shape also, it has to do with hard work, but also has to do with genetic luck. Somebody showed me a video the other day of this, it was like Adriana Lima or some, like one of the hottest bitches in the land. Like just, just punch me in the face. She's so hot. Oh, I love it. And... There, it was like a red carpet interview from the 90s. And they're like, what's the secret to being like a hot, you know, just look at you. Like, what the fuck? And she was like, it's genetics. I'm like, thank you for being real. 
and not pretending that like, well, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not saying you don't work hard, but genetics, a big part of it. Anyway, my body is, I love my body a lot. And you should tell. But uh, this quarantine has been really, um, is open the curtain on my eating habits. I am an emotional eater, but only at two in the morning. And when I say, oh boy, do I shove shit in my mouth. Woo! I am shoving four to six chocolate chip waffles. And uh, there's been two nights this quarantine so far. Two separate nights where I ate an entire box of Uncrustables. Grape jelly, not strawberry. And uh, just eating shit. A lot of sugar. A lot of carbs. A lot of pints of ice cream. And it's been wearing on me. It's been fucking with my mood. I'm bloated as if I'm pregnant all goddamn day. And sometimes I can't even breathe because I'm so bloated. And I know that I'm not mindful of what I eat because I just shove that shit in my mouth. I just shove it in my fucking face. Um, so Talia was mentioning to me during one of our workout sessions over Skype that uh, she's doing this four-week challenge. I'm like, yo, I want to do it. Because basically, she's a nutritionist as well. And she's a healer. She does a lot of shit. She does sound healing. She's amazing. And um, the, ch- the, the amount of people, I'd advertise it on my Instagram and then it filled up. But she's doing one next month. So follow her on Instagram for all, all that, um, for whenever her next challenge is. But she basically gives you a nutrition plan. It says, this is what you should eat, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm eating, you know, I'm eating actual food. I'm eating real food. I'm eating salmon and chicken and green beans and a lot of lettuce. Because like lettuce is like not that many calories. And by not that many, I mean like zero. And um, I'm on my high horse, motherfuckers. It's only day two. I'm so hungry. But I already feel better. The bloating's gone down. And I took these before photos because she wanted she wanted me to send them. She has a couple before and after photos of the last time she did this challenge herself in December. And um, it, it, I mean, the, the transformation is awesome. It's four weeks, so you can only do what you could do. But if you eat right, a lot of the stubborn fat on your body, a lot like every health person ever, doctor ever, has always said this to me. You want abs? It's your food. I'm like, oh, that's not the answer I want, okay? Oh my God, I saw a fucking commercial. Whenever I watch CNN, which is not that often, because your girl likes her brain healthy. Um, there's com- there's just these fucking ridiculous commercials. That they're just trying to con old people into doing stuff, buying things. And uh, there is this thing where it's it looks like a scale that you would put a step on, and but it has these pads on it. And you sit on your ass and read a book or watch television or shove shit down your mouth like a box of Uncrustables with grape jelly and not strawberry. And then it like says it tones your legs by vibrating. I'm like, you got, whatever happened to good old fashioned getting off your ass and moving? You got to move. The thing about quarantine is motherfuckers be eating a lot of shit and then not really paying attention to it because I didn't realize this. I don't fit in half my pants. Half my pants, it's, they're very hard to get over my butt. And I didn't know that until later on because your girl hadn't been wearing pants that much. If I go out to the store, sweatpants, take take Kevin on a walk, not wearing jeans. Why would I wear jeans? What am I, masochist? But then I put on a pair of jeans the other day and I'm like, oh, these don't fit. So this whole time I've been shoving my fucking face like Java the Hutt. And then I my mean, pants don't fit. So I'm joining this challenge. I'm doing it. And um, I'm, I'm excited to be mindful about what I put in my body because that hasn't happened in a long ass time. Maybe never. And, um, and I'm excited to feel better and look better. That's great. 
I'm gonna look better because I'm not like I I I'm I maybe I weigh 147 pounds right now. I'm five, four and three quarters, but I say five five. So fuck you, with my hair with in a top bun. I'm like five eight. So bye bye. Um, and a rollerblades. I'm like six foot seven. Um, but that's my weight. That's my height. Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I, I'm doing nothing except stating facts. And um, women are very weird about their weight, which I get because there's people making millions of dollars over our insecurity. Um, however, so that's where I'm at. One forty-seven and five. And we're gonna say five. Um, and I think the most I've ever weighed is one fifty-five. That was uh, my first year at Penn State, <laughs> where they had a buffet of cookies. <laughs> And I had to cope with my mom's suicide attempt by instead of talking about it, eating cookies. So give me a second. Yeah, so I'm eating really well. And my friend who is a chef, his name is Jeff. Actually, you should follow him too. Oh God, he he came over. I love this man so much. He's one of my closest friends. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna give out his handle. Hopefully he won't care. I mean, it's, I'm looking at his Instagram. It's the most delicious food. Um, at S-R-O-L-I-O. I'm gonna put all these Instagram handles on my website. Um, in case you're driving or whatever, or like rollerblading. Um, but he, I hired him basically to give me a cooking class. He came over and um, he taught me how to properly cook chicken and fish. Cause I was like, I don't know, just like microwave it. I don't know how to microwave, but um, not to be an elitist. My ex just took his with him when he left and good riddance to that microwave. Cause I didn't like it. It was too big and it took up too much space on the counter. So he showed me actually how to cook chicken and, and, and he cooked me a chicken breast and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is the best. This is like the best chicken I've ever had. Better than a restaurant. Because I know me. And if the food is not good, I'm not going to eat it. So there's no point. And I do not eat. An, like, I don't eat enough. And the shit that I was eating was so bad. So that's where my problem lied. And um, so I'm only putting real food into my mouth and healthy fats. And oh, Kevin's dreaming. I wish you guys could see this. He's going. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, it's so cute. And so I had him come over and teach me how to cook. And he, I was like, oh, you should be like doing this as a service. He's like, yeah, maybe. I'm like, can I plug this on the podcast? He's like, yeah, I don't care. So at Strolio, um, he taught me how to do like basic cooking. He taught me the fundamentals of cooking. He taught me how to fish so I could feed myself for a fucking lifetime. And there's this, um, speaking of Don Miguel Ruiz, I wasn't just talking about him, but you know, my boy. Um, there's this part that struck me about, I'm reading this book. Um, called The Mastery of Love. He has a bunch of books. The Mastery of Love, it repeats a lot of the shit that the Four Agreements um, says. Not all of it, obviously, because then it'd just be the same book. But um, this is all about love. And this uh, this section really struck me about food because I've been thinking about, I've had this thought, this voice in my head for about, a, I would say like eight months. I'm like, Christina, you're not paying attention to what you're putting in your body. Your body is your temple. Your body is your money. Your body is beautiful and amazing and so cool and cute and fun and pretty. And so you got to treat it with respect. You know what I'm saying, girl? So I, I've kind of had that voice in my head for a while, just kind of lingering. And that's why when Talia mentioned she's doing this challenge, I'm like, I'm in. Sign me up. I'm in. Um, but this part about this um, in this book, The Mastery of Love, I really caught my eye. Um the chapter is called Sex, the Biggest Demon in Hell. He's pro-sex. Um, so let me just read like a little bit of it. Um, your mind and your body have completely different needs, but your mind has control of your body. Your body has needs that you cannot avoid. You have to fulfill the need for food, the need for water, shelter, sleep, and sex. And I love that he puts sex as a need because it goddamn is. You don't, you're not owed it, okay? But it's a need, all right? 
don't take that and run fuck boys please all those needs of your body are completely normal and it's so easy to satisfy the needs of the body the problem is that the mind says these are my needs i'm a mind Uh, 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 uh. in the mind we create a whole picture in this bubble of illusion and the mind takes responsibility for everything think about that it's it's, i had to read this a couple times to really like grasp it Maybe it's because I'm so hungry. Just kidding. I was eating an across the wall when I read this. The mind thinks it has the need for food, for water, for shelter, for clothing, for sex. But the mind has no needs at all. No physical needs. The mind doesn't need food, doesn't need oxygen, doesn't need water, doesn't need sex at all. How do we know this is true? When your mind says, I need food, you eat. And the body is completely satisfied. But your mind still thinks it needs food. You keep eating and eating and eating. That feels personal. And you cannot satisfy your mind with food because that need is not real. So your you, your body needs food. That is, an, it needs nutritious food, but your mind doesn't need the food. But your mind's like, I'm in charge. I know what I want. Fuck you. Women are the best and I'm a queen and fuck you and I know what I want. I don't know why I brought gender into this. The need to cover your body is another example. Yes, your body needs to be covered because the wind is too cold or because the sun is too hot, but it's your body that has the need and it's so easy to satisfy that need. When the need is in the mind, you can have tons of clothes and the mind still needs clothes. That feels personal again. You open the closet and it's full of clothes, but your mind isn't satisfied. What does it say? I have nothing to wear. Again, very personal. The mind needs another car, another vacation, guest house for your friends. All the ne- those needs that you never can fully satisfy are in the mind. Well, it's the same with sex. When the need is in the mind, you cannot satisfy the need. I mean, okay, well, now I'm going off on a tangent. But that, you get it. Guys, I am on a diet and bread's not welcome in my household and I'm a cocky piece of shit because I've only been over 10 days and I didn't cheat, but I did have one mini Kit Kat, but that's okay. Don't tell anybody. It was that night. Well, I had this craving at night. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. I do like the suffering that comes with the diet because I know it's for, I know it's going to pay off. Your girl is a big fan of immediate gratification and a diet is a beautiful lesson in patience and a beautiful lesson in make every day count and eat that fucking lettuce queen. Llama lettuce queen. I'm a lettuce queen. No bread here. I don't need banana bread. Not right now, but I will later. And, and now I'm paying attention to food labels and all that stuff. It's weird. Food food labels should not be allowed to brag about not putting poison in their food. Do you know what I mean? That's the United States thing. Because the FDA, the United States Food and Drug Administration, it fucked. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's it's fueled by funds. And and you shouldn't you shouldn't I shouldn't be walking down a, a grocery store aisle and then pick up a piece of food and I'm like and and then the label's like, guys, we didn't put rat poisoning in it. <laughs> you should buy this. What? No GM no no uh what's that MSG? Well, that's not, that's like a guy being like, I didn't rape anybody. Okay, you don't get applause for that, motherfucker. Are you, are you waving that as a flag? That's not a flag to wave. That's like standard, that's like what we expect, that you don't rape. You know what I mean? Simple question, simple ask, just a simple ask. 
You guys watching the news? Oh, here's another thing I wanted to recommend to you. I'm going to highlight it. Sorry, remember to put it on my eraser section on my website. <laughs> I love fart sounds. Um, I watched, um, it was on Netflix. It's called Cracked Up, the Daryl Hammond story. And as you know, I'm obsessed with Saturday Night Live. I love Daryl Hammond. I love everybody's been ever been on the show. I'm just, I'm such a fucking nerd for that show. And I stand for my SNL queens and I stand for Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond has a really interesting story about trauma. In um, He was basically, um, his mother would injure him. His mother would burn him and, and, and kick, like just do terrible shit when he was a child. And he was an only child and, it took him being on SNL, getting carried off in a straitjacket, going through rehab several times, drug addictions for him. And finally, he went to an, uh, an establishment institute, whatever you want to call it, like a rehab, basically, where they actually gave him a therapist that gives a shit about what's causing all of this instead of just going, here's your antidepressant, here's the anti-anxiety, here's the pain medication, don't get addicted to that, see you later. If you're not well, then that's your fault. It's just it's such a fucked up way of going about these problems because so much of it stems from trauma. He didn't even understand that his mother beating him was and severely injuring him was trauma. His mom stabbed him in his tongue with a fucking knife. And she was real creepy about it too. She's like, come here, come here. And he came closer and he fucked, she fucking took a knife and stabbed him. And he was gushing blood from his mouth. And he didn't understand until he, until he was well into it. I don't know if he's like 40 or 50 or what. I have his book. It's real. It's a really great book. Um, but if you're not into reading right now, watch this documentary, Cracked Up, The Daryl Hammond Story. Um, they finally gave him a doctor that was like, so you've been in and out of rehab. You've had cocaine addiction. You've had alcohol addiction. You've been carried away in a straight cut, blah, blah, blah. So basically you're a nut. And then Daryl Hammond laughed. And, and the doctor was like, well, I say that I'm laughing now because you are not a nut. I know you're not a nut. And we're going to figure out why this is happening because there's a reason. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. And I'm going to help you. And he, one of the things this doctor had said to him was he experienced mental injury. He, the concept of calling mental illness a mental injury. I am so fucking on board with that. Mental injury. Because mental illness feels like a death sentence. It feels like it'll never go away. It feels like, and I, I know it's, it varies for a lot of people, but you can get, you know, ADHD, for example, is an extremely overdiagnosed thing because people like, girl, just want a little Addy script. And then they have to follow a problem and they're mean and they're tired and then they're cranky. But they're really thin, so that's cool. They don't gotta go on a diet because they don't like to eat. It's not healthy. It's not good. But um, like ADHD gets overdiagnosed, but one of the, if somebody's exhibiting the signs, all of the textbook signs of ADHD, it is very extremely possible that they had adverse childhood experiences growing up. And so I love the idea of saying you experienced a mental injury versus mental illness truly i mean i i think that's such a great concept and i love that so i just want to share that with you thank okay. hi kevin do you have uh oh kevin's gonna shit on the floor now and i'm gonna sing about kevin shitting on the floor because he ate a whole can of lambs well it wasn't lambs in the can but it was their meat sorry lambs but i had to feed my dog something do you have to poop well, I can't take you out because I'm recording. Don't pee on the floor. You have a pad for that. I've been taking him out a lot. Because he finally got all of his shots so I can like officially take him out. 
and then he has to get fixed oh god it's weird taking an animal to the vet during this time um i mean i've never had an animal take the vet except my cat gilda we all know how that worked out not great she's on a farm murdering horses but i can't go into the room with him so he has to like go and i'm like oh my baby my poor baby you're gonna poke and prod him and i can't even be there to hold my baby and they just call you you have to text them when you're there and then they come out to get the dog and they take the dog away and you're like i guess be careful with my baby they're great but whatever it still sucks i'm gonna cry when he has to get fixed even though i know it's like good for him or whatever it's just gonna make me sad he has to get a surgery and he's gonna hurt um yo i walked by a restaurant the other day i'm not trying to narc i'm not gonna say which one it was but i walked by a restaurant the other day that was open it was and, and i was like i i, I was like wait uh, can can not compute wait what is that okay are we doing this now what's happening oh god i'm gonna explode like i just i was so like what the fuck now i'm mad i was just like wait we could do that now and then there was a handwritten sign in like pen outside and it was like keep six feet apart like all right whatever but and a restaurant's open it was a restaurant bar i'm like god damn that's cool i was rollerblading the other day like i do all right i I got my rollerblades on Amazon, by the way. People ask me that over DM. And and then I never know what brand. I Could, could I leave this microphone and go and get my rollerblade? Yeah, I bought them on Amazon and I took the middle price point because I was like, I don't know, the reviews are good. I don't want to buy the most expensive. I don't want to buy the most cheap. So I got a blue pair of, oh, Alexa. Alexa, A-L-E-X-I or Alexis 80 Pro. That's it. Wow, I knew it. Oh my God, I had it in my mind the whole time, but I didn't believe myself at first and I just assumed I didn't know it, but I did. That's it. It's Alexa 80 Pro is the is the brand. I got them off Amazon. Just FYI for everybody who asks that. Follow me online at Christina Hutch. I'm gonna tell you all about my diet and complain about it. And you could follow my transformation into a better woman who's in touch with her body. Um, but there, I was rollerblading the other day and, uh, and this, this other, this dude was like rollerblading towards me and we just, we, we exchanged the, yo bro, what's up? We bladen, like blade life. We gave each other a little nod and I was like, we're so cool. By the way, if you have roller skates or skateboard, or if you have wheels, you're in babes on blades. Babes on blades is inclusive. You just want to, you got to want to be in it. Automatically you're in. There's no, there's no vetting. You just got to have a good attitude. And I trust that if you induct, induct yourself into Babes on Blaze that you do, or you at least promise to try and always do your best. Kevin, what are you doing? You shitting on the floor? Kevin, don't. Kevin, hey, Kevin, no. Thank y'all. He goes in the fireplace whenever I'm not paying attention to him. He's like, oh, you want me to get covered in soot and then do my paw prints all over your house so that you pay attention to me and not your podcast? Okay. He's so funny. Oh man, yeah. But if you're if you got wheels and you want to be on babes on babes on blades, you're in. Congratulations, welcome, welcome, friend, welcome. Kevin, get out of the fireplace. Kevin, hey. <laughs> that reminds me of Will Ferrell's SNL audition. You can find it on YouTube. It's really funny. He does this one character where he's grill. He's like a dad and he's grilling in the backyard. I don't know what the kid's name is. Let's just say it's Tom for the sake of this. He's like, Tom, get off the shed. Get off the shed! And he just screams, get off the shed while he's flipping, while he's miming flipping burgers. And I'm like, fucking Christ, that's so funny. Speaking of Christ, 
He's in all of our hearts. Just kidding. She's not real. I don't know. We don't know anything. I could be wrong or right about everything or anything. I don't know. Anyway, um, it, I I almost collided with somebody the other day on rollerblades. And I was blading down my path like a nail. And this person was like my age-ish. And she was just like, she was walking and she was hesitating. Like she was, she wanted to cross she wanted to cross the path that I was, you know, I was going towards her and I was going fast because I'm addicted to speed. I got the need. And and she had maybe, I don't know. I don't can't measure shit. I want to say 10 yards. But I don't know how long that is. The length of my living room. That's not going to work either. You haven't been here. I don't know. It was a while away. It was a ways away. She had plenty of time to get the fuck out of the way or hurry up and cross the path. And she was so deer caught in the headlights and she fucking like freaked out and I wasn't that close to her and I almost collided with her and I almost ran into a bench and I'm like bitch come on man uh, just don't and, and so and I was pissed I was like what the fuck and but I don't like you know it's not her fault she didn't whatever sometimes people fight flight or freeze you know what I mean I don't know her I don't know her life maybe her dad was killed by a rollerblader I don't know you know what I mean don't make assumptions but I, I needed a way to get out my anger and I forgot this method that I use. I used it when I was, um, I, I haven't used it in a while, but uh, if, if somebody in public is frustrating me, but I don't want to be mad at them, but I need to get out my frustration. I just, I yell Jesus Christ like a f- furious 97 year old lady. I go, Jesus Christ. And it's so cartoonish and it gets the job done it's hilarious and i'm on blade so it's like by the time i'm yelling at my loudest she can't hear me um and even if she can i don't care um but it's just funny to just yell jesus christ <laughs> just makes this is i don't know it's kind of funny it's kind of funny um okay what's happening i don't know oh kevin acts pathetic on the in the mornings on purpose and i love it or when he's taking a nap and I go to wake him up, he'll be like, he'll make these sounds. And I used to do this. Oh my God, I did this with my ex, but he loved it and I loved it. So like, fuck off. Where I would act extra pathetic. I would just like to be cute. You know, I'd be like, I can't get up. My eyes can't open. I can't see it. I'm I'm a baby bird. Help me. And Kevin does that when I go to wake him up. He's like, like he'll make these like pathetic sounds, but he's doing, I feel like he's doing it to be cute. I could be wrong, but it's cute as hell. It's cute as hell. Uh, the last thing I want to mention is not a funny thing, but it's a serious thing. Um, I love comedians because they, uh, for a lot of reasons. And one of the comedians I mentioned, she's on the Funny Pains documentary, Yamanika Saunders. She's fucking, God, what a fucking killer on stage. I love her. If you want to follow her on Instagram, it's at Y-A-M-A-N-E-I-K-A, Yamanika. Um, Black people have been being killed, uh, viciously slaughtered um, with no justice and and no repercussions for the murder by by white people for a very long time. This is this is just a fact. Police brutality. You're v- you're way likelier to get roughed up by the police if you're black than you're white. And if you don't, you, I mean, I can't. I'm not going to argue with you, but that's true. It's just it's true. Okay. And. Hey, Kevin, I'm talking about race, and that's not the time for you to be needy. Um, 
she I she had posted something. It was a, it was two weeks ago, but it, it struck a chord with me. And I was going to talk about it the previous week, but and then Justin and I were like, let's do a duo podcast episode. And I was like, yeah, but I, I wrote this down because I really want to make sure I talk about it. She posted a picture of a tweet that she posted, and she goes, I'm no longer uh, Yamanika's a black woman. I know younger longer. I'm no longer going to tolerate my white friends not posting shit about police brutality and racism in this country. Look on social media. White people are TikToking while black people are crying, mourning, and terrorized. And I was like, you're right. Yep, you're right. Because every time you hear about it in the news, it's just, it's it's a person, a black person being shot, unarmed, or what, it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And white people, we need to make this our problem too, Okay. Just please, can we just, I can only, as a white person, I feel it is only, uh, I, I, I feel only comfortable telling white people what to do because I'm white and uh, white people, we got to be better. I'm not going to tell other races what to do, but white people, we got to be better. We got to be better. And we just, I, we just have to keep talking about what's happening and not put the burden on black people to just get the word out or to organize a protest or to organize look we need to also be in this fight okay this is not a black thing it's a human thing but it's happening to black people so our white people let's get on board okay if you're not already two i mean if you've watched the news fucking terrible murders of brianna um brianna taylor was sleeping in her bed next to her boyfriend in Kentucky when the Kentucky police force, it was, it was called a botched raid. They forced their way into her home while they were asleep. The boyfriend thought someone was breaking into their house and he got his gun and he started, he fired at the cops because they didn't announce themselves. What would you do if you were a gun owner and you keep a gun in your home for self-defense and someone breaks into your fucking home in the middle of the night? You take your gun out. The police shot Breonna Taylor and killed her. They shot her eight times and they killed her in a botched raid. She was an EMT worker and she was 26 years old. And the boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, was arrested and charged with assault and attempted murder on a fucking police officer. Come on. Oh, God damn it. It's just, it's, so, and it, I, obviously if you're a black person listening to this, you're like, yeah, I, you know, one of the, one of the moments, there's been a lot of moments as a white person, I feel like there's these moments where you go, where, you, where you're a kid and you're like, everybody gets treated equal. And then you realize, oh, no, they don't. And then you see examples of it with your friends and you go, oh, oh, whoa, 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 that's fucked up. And then all your black friends are like, yeah, this is our life. And you're like, oh, really? And I remember when Trump got elected, I was shocked. And all my black friends were like, how were you shocked, Christina? You were shocked. You really were shocked. And I was like, honestly? I'm not gonna pretend I wasn't, cause I was. And then we had all of these conversations about this is not, this does not shock me. There's so many people in this country that fucking are are filled with hatred, are filled filled with rage, are filled with racism, and filled. And this, the, the thing that gets me the most about the president, the current president, is he's so fucking racist. I mean, he's so um, he's so careless with what he says. He's so ignorant, and it's just such a shame because. The person who's in charge of the country should not be that. And it's truly, oh, we got a white trash guy who found money from his dad and then managed to not pay taxes so we could keep it. And that's the guy. He's a great entertainer on the television, but not as the fucking president. And it's, it's just really, that's what, I, it's so, it's bad. It's bad. 
I'm not saying anything you don't know, um, but it's bad. And and then Ahmaud Aubrey fucking jaw. I saw the video. I mean, watch the videos. I really encourage you. I mean, there, there's a balance, but come on. I mean, it's just when I saw that post from Yamanika and she's like, black people are mourning and crying about their people being murdered by well, the guy who murdered Ahmaud Arbery was a, I guess he was a retired cop, but thinking he was doing something. It was just, it was just, yeah. Read the whole story. Don't take my word for it. Read the whole story. Do your research. But every time I, when I hear about these things, I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I want to be, I think talking about it is important. Posting about it, retweeting, you know, just making sure that Kenneth, well, Kenneth Walker didn't die. He's in jail, but he shouldn't be. Rihanna Taylor died. And so did Ahmaud Aubrey, keeping their names and their memories in in the conversation, I think is important. But um, there's a lot of things you could do if you follow, let me get his Instagram handle because I want to make sure, I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but I want to make sure I don't botch it. Yeah, so it's just his name. It's at Sean, S-H-A-U-N, King. Uh, he's an activist and he's he is will not ever stop fighting for equality and oh man this man is what a beautiful like I, I don't he spends so it's hard enough for me to promote shows and shit I got going on it's exhausting to promote shit on Instagram this guy every day is constantly fighting and trying to find justice for people of color who are being mistreated or being murdered or be, and it's I really commend him and he gives you action steps so that's why I love following him at Sean King S-H-A-U-N because he gives you things to do and he makes sure that these these the stories about these human beings are being told and not forgotten. And another thing that you can do is if you have a dollar, two dollars, a hundred, whatever you have, if you have money, uh, I I highly suggest donating to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, there's a, so many organizations that you could donate to. This is just one of them. I just want to give you one. I'm not overwhelm you, but if you go to, uh, I'm going to put this on my website, splcenter.org. And on their website, what do we do? The Southern Poverty Law Center is dedicated to fighting hate and bigotry and to seeking justice for the most vulnerable members of our society. Using litigation, education, and other forms of advocacy, the SPLC works towards toward the day when the ideals of equal justice and equal opportunity will be a reality. So they fund legal counsel for people who can't afford lawyers. Um, they... They do a lot of amazing things. And um, Nadine Strassen, who is the... Um, She's a former president of the American Civil Liberties Union, and she she's we had many conversations her and I about the Southern Poverty Law Center, and she's um, I'd heard of it before I talked to her about it years ago, and then when she started talking about, it, I'm like, oh, I need to research this. Oh, I need to be donated. Like this is an amazing group of people that are actually making a difference. And so I know we feel out of control for all various reasons. Sometimes it's the quarantine. Sometimes you got allergies, or you have an autoimmune disorder, or you're being treated like you don't matter because of the color of your skin there's all these things that are making us feel crazy or unheard or unseen or whatever it is but if you have a dollar that you can donate to the southern poverty law center i highly recommend doing so um and that's where we're gonna end on that we're gonna end on that note um because i do believe i'm a i'm an idealist and i'm um my glass is not only half full it's overflowing but how we end this stuff, I think it's humanity's responsibility to stand up for people, everybody. And one way that you can help make the world a better place is by treating yourself well, but by standing up and speaking out 
when this shit happens. Because if it's only black people that are saying, uh, what the fuck? This is terrible. And sharing these stories. It's not there. We they we need to be involved. White people, you need every all the people. We need to be involved. You need to be involved. And um, yeah, follow Sean King. Donate to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And that's like a thing you can do. You can do it from your goddamn couch. Okay? God damn it. A guy, a man, a guy walked up to, uh, when I was walking Kevin the other night. And you don't ever, you ra- I rarely see this in New York. He had a Make America Great Again hat. And then he wanted to pet the dog. And I was, you know, I, I'm not, look, I'm not sure. Like I did, like I did, I was like, don't, ju- don't, Christina, just, we got, we, well, he didn't pet my dog. He didn't want to pet him, but he just wanted to like look at him and whatever. Because Kevin's a star of Murray Hill. And um, and I saw the hat and I was like, all right, just don't wh- don't make, don't, just keep going. You know, I, I really believe that one day maybe we can have good conversations with people instead of fights and arguments and just um, being glued to the fact of we're right and you're wrong. And even if you prove me wrong, I don't care because if I'm not right, then I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm dead. You know, like that mentality. It's like, what do you care about? Do you actually care about equality or you care about being right? That's a question for everyone. Kevin, you didn't shit on the floor yet. And you need to because we got to go. Can you shit on the floor? Guys, I love you all. Thank you for listening. If you have it in your hearts, if you have the time, please rate and review me on iTunes. Please. Um, uh, Yeah. Have a blessed day. Congrats on not killing yourself. And I will talk to you next Wednesday. Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar tree.